Hello and welcome to today's episode of Dr. Simone's Mind Space. Today I'm talking to you live from Zurich. It's it's almost like I would be in New York. The level of noise around and the level of problems with um, people being irritated, I think, is because of the weather. And um, so today's topic is actually about being a good leader. And leading a team is obviously always challenging. And effective leaders and effective teams, obviously the goal of each company um, is, is something not so easy. It's quite tricky. And um, so what are we able to do to find um, teams that work together productively? That's super challenging. And particularly in today's society with hybrid working models, post-pandemic shifts in working cultures, and employees' expectations and desires, an in-depth objective analysis, plan for action, and an individualized coaching culture and mentorship opportunities that are tailored to the needs of each company and its complexity and challenges are what's needed. And so how could we get there? What is the approach and how can we actually achieve the goal that every company strives for, say, a merge and acquisition of companies and we have two different working cultures and they need to sort of figure out how to work together. How is this possible without a lot of effort, without a lot of costs involved, which is obviously what would be the desired outcome. So what we've done is to put together a test battery of different tests that we would run with um, a leadership team and assess their style. So first of all, each individual's personality is very important but also the personality of the company so we have to find and understand how the company works in order to be able to support them best and the test i use the most is the ocean the big five personality test that has five factors openness to experience which is are you somebody who is interested and curious in new things or is very cautious and tries to try it and test it like going to the same restaurant all the time because you know what you get or is somebody who's really yes i strive from trying out new things and new restaurants all the time being very conscientious and effective and organized is a very good and very important Um, personality trait for being successful as a leader as an individual in order to be successful you need to be very well dedicated to actually accomplish your goals then there is also the aspect of extroversion versus introversion and here actually to be a good leader has been seen in research to be more introverted is actually an advantage because you listen to your surrounding, you listen before you talk and being the leader and being a listener 
is a very, very, very important skill. So we want to know whether the company and also its leadership team, what personality do they have? Are they agreeable, friendly, compassionate, or critical and rational? And how about their level of neuroticism? Are they very sensitive and nervous or are they more resilient and confident? In addition to a personality test, which is really the most important aspect, we also want to know their potential, their verbal potential. Are they uh, really the people who like to talk and present and being out there and write important um, articles for the company? Or are they more the numerical analytical ones that love the numbers and then we should focus them in a position where they have to do a lot of a lot of calculations or are they more the figural spatial ones that can actually create a new environment a new space for the company so each individual has their unique area of, of, of competence and depending on that area we should put them in the place where they have their strength rather than their weaknesses Another very, very important aspect is the cultural sensitivity. We all live in a globalized society. We have people from all over the world working together, living together, meeting, both virtually but also in person. And the more culturally sensitive we are, the more successful we are when we actually talk and deal with other people. So being culturally sensitive is very important for a leader and this again especially for example when you have two companies that are integrated together we have two different working cultures from two different com companies even if they come from the same country doesn't necessarily mean they have the same style of, of of um, company style they have maybe very different cultures and to be able to bring them together without a big or major issue major cultural clash you need to be able to have a certain sense of cultural sensitivity there are six stages of cultural sensitivity starting with the denial that we are um, only see the good things in our own culture and deny any kind of similarities with the other and then second one is that you start to be competitive defensive and perceive the other culture as competitive or against your own way um like immigrants taking our jobs and then you come to a place where you minimize the differences and that is actually already a very good place to be because you sort of realize oh the other culture is actually not so different to mine they also only cook with water they also like to have their coffee in the morning with a croissant like we do and then you come to a level of acceptance and recognize the differences but also the values and shapes by each culture and adaptation is when you actually are able to swim like a fish in each of the different cultures and know the cultural codes know how to interact and, and adjust 
And then when you integrate it, it's like becoming part of yourself. You, it becomes part of you. This other culture is part of your own culture now. And so you, you have suddenly become somebody who has different cultures in one. Another, and that's the last um, aspect that is important, is to develop, to assess the group, the working groups, like how productive is the working group and on, in which developmental stage is the group. Because if you have two, say, two different um, companies merge together and you have these different working groups, you don't necessarily want to exchange anyone in a group that is very, very productive, like a team that is really striving. And every time you, you enter a new person into a group, actually affects their productivity and they regress to a lower stage of group development. So the group developmental model I'm using is by Whelan and she has this first stage of dependency and inclusion and you can think about it as like a toddler like a like a baby that needs the attention of the leader the attention of the parent and then in the second stage we have the counter dependencies and fight stage which is like the terrible two where you constantly argue and sort of figure out who is having which position in the group and a lot of conflicts and once you actually been able to get through that stage you come to stage three which is a trust and structure where everyone in the group gets their position and you sort of become more organized everyone knows who is the leader who is the co-leader who is the devil's advocate so everyone has sort of gotten their position and then in stage four, you actually are in a very productive, very working um, sort of mode where everyone has has their goals and, and, and tasks in the group. And then you can really work very effectively and accomplish and achieve your goals. And then we have the final stage where everyone is sort of aware of, of this project coming to an end. And that is also a difficult stage where you sort of start to separate. And that can also be the place where a group is when you have merge and acquisition, where everyone knows this, this amazing group comes to an end, this team comes to an end, and it actually can also cause a lot of conflict. So it's really crucial to have all this information, to know about the personality of the individuals, but the culture of the company and the personality. You need to know the potential of each individual that is in, in this company. You need to know how sensitive they are to cultural differences inside and outside their own culture. And you need to know on which stage of group development your groups are in order to be able to be effective in your interventions, in your mentorship, and in your leadership. So I really hope, despite a lot of hustle-bustle background noise, this has been an interesting and an inspiring podcast. And please do not hesitate to reach out if you have any further questions. I'm much, much happier to answer those than any other emails I get 
often during the day. So that will be very exciting for me to hear from you. Take care and talk to you soon. Bye.